0: The Bucs' season is on the line. A win, and there's hope, a loss, and it could pretty much be the end of the season. Hello, everybody. The Bucs, that's the hot topic on today's Football Friday version of the Rick and Tom podcast, getting you ready for a big weekend of football. We'll break down Florida, Florida State, USF, and a big game for Miami, too. But first, Rick, the Bucs head to the Big Easy. Won't be so easy. They're taking on the Saints, a pretty good Saints team. Good news, though, if you're looking for it as a Bucs fan Jameis Winston's probably going to play and, and probably be the healthiest he's been in a few weeks, wouldn't you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, he'll be the sharpest maybe, uh, although he had a really good half in Buffalo. But uh, talked to Jameis, and, and he said that, like you said, yeah, it feels good to be back out there with the guys uh, in a practice atmosphere. And uh, hopefully it translates to the game. You know, he's still having to, to endure some pain with that shoulder. Um, but he was off last week, and I, I think uh, not practicing, you know, it had started to take its toll.
0: Yeah, it started to take its toll, and we saw it. And we'll and we'll have a better idea on Sunday in a more climate-controlled environment whether how much the wind actually did maybe impact them last Sunday when they played Carolina. Jameis Winston spoke on Thursday, Rick, and you had a chance to talk to him, and he said some things that other people have said. I talked to Tony Dungy a couple weeks ago. He said, "Look, I don't know what this Bucks. I don't know what their identity is." And Jameis sort of echoed those comments. I
1: think every team has to find its uh its common ground, you know, and uh. And as a, as our team, we're still learning what that is. You know, uh, last year uh, it was a point in the season where we we find our identity. You know, uh, we're still trying to develop that identity and uh, and continue to uh, get better uh, because every team has its own identity, and we got to find it.
0: Which was a little bit surprising to me that he would admit that.
1: Well, I mean, I think as a team, you know, you you could you could break that down and say that's probably true as an offense, it's probably true as a defense, but but certainly as a team. And there's a feeling, Tom, and we've spoke about this before, that, you know, they, they added some elements um, and, you know, talent alone doesn't really win for you, um, but they've had a, a tough time sort of um, coming together, you know, and complementing each other, um, both as, you know, as an offense, as a defense, um, you know, figuring out. Uh, what are we you know obviously you want to you want to keep the ball in Jameis's hands but then you know you're not getting a whole lot out of the running game even though the offensive line has been together so it's it's really on all of them and yet uh, I think that's what happens when you lose I think when you lose you sort of you sort of struggle and, and, and scratch your head about you know why you're not scoring more points why you're not getting off on third down if you're the defense and you know, this is the you know cliche week of let's everybody look look themselves in the mirror and stop pointing fingers and you know the typical things that losers say, um, but it's undeniable that that you know there is something that's not quite uh, meshed with this football team and I think that it, it's up to the coaches to figure that out. But I also think an awful lot is on the players. Look, coaches can they can draw up all the plays they want to, but they're not on the grass and I, I think that at some point you know, the, the locker room and the players and the leadership in there has to make a decision that, um, you know, how, how good do they want to be? How much are they willing to, to, to fight and sacrifice for each other? It's not really effort, but it is about accountability. And I, I just think that, you know, there's they've taken turns sort of screwing this season up, but there, there needs to be some personal accountability. And, and if you start there, sometimes other, other things will work their way out.
0: I know, Rick. It's it's very simple to say this. Well, just start faster. You know, just just yeah. play better in the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> it really does seem to be a case where. Yeah, I think it's more about the offense at this point, Rick, than it is about the defense. Because we we've sort of chronicled they have all the, this talent all over the place, at least on paper, as you know, a bunch of first round draft picks, and you got a, a big time quarterback and an offensive coach, and 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 yet every game they start slow offensively, which is which would be a surprise because I don't know if Dirk Cutter I don't know how he how many plays he plays scripts to start the game. They just don't do anything in the early part of the game, and and if if they can simply come out like, hey, score a couple touchdowns early, you give yourself yeah. a chance. But I, that's where I see these games being lost, Rick. It's not so much late, but early.
1: Yeah, and I think when you're on the road, I think it's particularly hard, you know, to overcome a deficit, and and that's that's sort of they've been a bad road team, right? And and that doesn't help them this week because they're going to New Orleans. But they've lost all three games on the road, uh, but even at home, you know, I, I think they've moved the ball at times. Um, they haven't finished drives, you know. There's you have to go back and really analyze each, you know, there isn't one thing. And, and, you know, again, they would fix it, but, you know, it's a drop pass on third down where Mike Evans would say, I should probably should have caught that. Or, you know, James Winston would say I probably could have made a better throw. Um, you know, an offensive lineman would say I probably should have had better protection. So it's just, they've kind of taken turns and, and that's, that's sort of what happens when, when you're not playing, you know, with great focus and confidence and um, you know, sort of, um, having momentum, and, and I think momentum in this game uh, of football is so huge uh, n- n- not just in a game, but in a season and they can't generate it in a game and now they've not been able to generate it during the season, and when you've lost four in a row and you're playing a team that's won five straight on the road in, in that building where it gets crazy in New Orleans when they're when, when the Saints are rolling uh, that town is nuts um, and it is anyway, but it particularly is about the Saints, and so you know this is this is one of those um, sort of defining defining games. I think I think last week everybody figured well if you win the next two you're right back in it. Well they didn't win it. Um, they have been three and five before. They've got some uh, I wouldn't say easy games but maybe easier opponents in the Jets and Miami after this one uh, before they go back into the NFC South. And you know they still have five games left in the division, so not all is lost. But it will be lost um, most definitively if uh, they can't find a way to pull themselves together. And I think the players recognize that. I think they they understand that, you know, it's sort of uh, every game now is uh, is sort of a must-win if they're going to have any kind of postseason.
0: I'm really curious to see what kind of Ball. they'll play on a defensive side they probably m- won't have brent grimes again that we'll probably know more about that on sunday but i wasn't expecting much defensively from this team a week ago rick against carolina and they actually came out and played pretty well so i'm curious to see what they do they still need to get to the quarterback maybe they can the saints offensive line's a bit beat up but uh i'm not real i have i have no idea week to week what i'm getting from this defense at this point
1: yeah, well, you're playing a better quarterback uh, in in Drew Brees and better a better play caller in Sean Payton, I think, and than Mike Shula and, you know, better personnel uh, on that side. And they're running the ball. They're more balanced now. And they're playing some pretty good defense, which they haven't done. Now, New Orleans, you know, let, let's go back and, and kind of look and see who they played, right? I mean, um, Chicago with the rookie quarterback who, you know, did nothing. Um, you know, there, there's been some – um, some lapses in the schedule that's helped the Saints get rolling, but that's what it takes sometimes. So um, I, I think defensively they, you know, they're not going to have the windy day to help them. They're not going to have a lot of things that they had last week. Um, so, you, you know, again, I, I expect them to give up some points. It's just whether you can hold, you know, Breeze and those guys to, to under 20, 24 – uh, and score more than that yourself. I mean, I just I don't see this. You know, a, a fourteen or seventeen to three game. I mean, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be that low scoring with with the elements. You know, perfect conditions as far as the, you know, as far as the dome goes.
0: I don't remember what I picked for the paper, but I picked the Saints victory, Rick. I don't think that the Bucks will be able to keep New Orleans under 24, 27. I think I picked something like in the thirty to twenty range. But I I I think this is an uphill battle. I I expect New Orleans to win this game.
1: Well, until they show me different, Um, I I don't, you know, uh, if it were my money, I wouldn't be putting it on on Tampa Bay in that building on the road in the way the Saints are playing. And you had two teams going the opposite directions. I mean, it it is the NFL, and that's what's great about it. Everybody can win um but uh, right now it just feels to me like uh, new orleans will do what they have to do to score enough points especially against this defense this defense is capable of going out there and laying the proverbial egg too we've seen that on the road both in you know in arizona we saw 30 points put up in buffalo so um you know they've not been a good road team uh, on either side of the ball but they'll have to be good on defense to give their offense a chance on sunday and i i think that um no, oh, I, I would not feel good about this game if I were a Bucks fans. But then haven't felt good about the season now for some time.
0: No, but this if they're going to turn it around, this is the time to do it. Meantime, Rick, when you look at the college slate this weekend, the interesting game to me is still Florida, and I know it's it's Florida Missouri, and it, it this will even reveal just how far Florida has fallen. It's their first game without Jim McWayne. Randy Shannon's the interim coach. He's already made a big move. On Thursday, he announced that uh, Malik Zaire, the transfer from Notre Dame, will start at quarterback. He replaces Felipe Franks. I'm not sure that's going to help at this point, Rick. If Zaire was any good, he'd be starting by now. He he was third on the, the depth chart behind Luke Dal Rio and well, Franks, yeah. but
1: yeah, that, that's a different depth chart, though. I mean, I understand that you know Coach Mack is gone, so that's there, there true have, too. There might have been a number of guys for a very long time that thought you know that Zaire should have been playing, and, and he can do some things with his feet. Um and you know, Missouri is awful and they are I, awful. And, and there is a you know, I've I've experienced this at, at the college and pro level. There's always the ding dong the witch is dead factor. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever reason, you know, when there's a cloud over a head coach and he leaves uh, the next guy, they, you know, seems to have energy and some new ideas. Of course, I've always said, if you knew what to do, why didn't you tell McElwain, and maybe he would have done it's, it. You were on his It's it called
0: the Ed Orgeron effect is what That's it's right.
1: called. That's right. You mean you sat there throughout all this losing streak and didn't tell me what we should have been doing. Um, should have been played but, by Leak Zaire, yeah. yeah but I, exactly. But I, I actually think that uh, Florida will play and play well and win.
0: I think so, too. Missouri's awful. They're 0-4 in the SEC. Yeah. Most of their losses weren't even close. If Florida lose this one, it's a complete... It's a complete mess, oh, but goodness. I don't. I don't yeah. expect it to. FSU's the other interesting game. Rick, they're actually a four and a half point favorite against the Syracuse team that beat Clemson It also beat Pitt, and they kind of hung around against NC State, and Miami. This game started off, I think. And I'm not a big gambling guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not pulling a Brent Musburger right. right on here. But they they start off six point favorites, and it's gone down to four and a half. So a lot of people are putting money on on uh, on um, Syracuse at that point. But boy, I have no idea. It it really feels like the players at fsu have packed it in and, and have quit on this season.
1: Well, I don't know that, that that actually happens if you're a scholarship athlete and you've ever been one, you know you can't quit on anything or you're you're probably going to be paying for your school next year. So, um that that's not I've never bought into that. Now, you
0: know, you don't think the fsu's laid down this year in the last couple of games. No. You think that's as good as they are. They're not good enough to beat I don't I don't the think they're they're, I don't they're think not they're, good enough to beat Boston College.
1: They're not good enough to beat. They're not playing well, but I don't. I don't account that to laying down. I don't think. i, know, I don't not think athletes like, lay down. Okay, let's think, put it I this think way. Co- I don't I think, think coaches, they're motivated anymore. I don't think well, they're
0: motivated to win. Well, like I think motiv- they saw their national championship dreams go down a drain, and then and then have a hard I time getting up for the games. I don't.
1: I understand what you're saying from a holistic standpoint. They don't have as much to play for, um, as far as bowl games and and national championships. I'm just telling you, man to man, pimp to pimp. No, nobody is laying down. If you're a scholarship athlete, you're not going out there. You know, they film every practice. Okay. Believe me. Um, it's not that simple. It's not like, Hey guys, you know, we ain't got nothing to play for. I mean, we get down, uh, screw it. Let's just go through them. That does not happen. Not player to player. Now, do you play together? Do you, uh, are you, are you, do you have a good plan? Are you coached? Well, are you going to play four quarters? Um, you know, I think effort better be there. Um, I will say this that I, I've watched Syracuse now three times this year, some weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I love their quarterback. He's the biggest competitor on the football field, whoever he plays. Eric Dungey's great. And I, I think that they will beat Florida State. I just Wow. I, I, I just think they will.
0: I think Florida State finds a way, but I—I I guess what I'm trying to say about that other point, Rick, was that I—I I think once you have these dreams of winning a national championship and they don't come through, i do not even say it's a subconscious or that it's a conscious thing. It's you start paying, stop paying attention to the details, you stop doing the things that, and you stop listening to coaches. And I don't think it's like you're well, not trying again, to, you're you know, not being defiant. It's just I you, think it's just a hard thing. It's it's like a job you don't like. You just you have a hard time doing a good job if you don't feel like being there.
1: I I understand what you're saying, but you know you only get you only play for two hours on Sunday, and if you break down the number of plays and seconds in real time, the guys play. Sure. I, I just don't think that I, I I don't I wouldn't fault the effort. I think they'll probably try to play hard. Um, there is a psychology to it though that you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. um, you know maybe you try to do too much. Maybe maybe you don't just do your job. I mean football is one of those weird you know eleven men doing everything right all the time type of jobs and, and there I think confidence in any sport is huge. This is not a confident program right now. Maybe it's not a motivated. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's that carrot it's not out there like it would be if they were, you know, undefeated right now. I mean that but that but now you're talking about a team that would have momentum. Again, going back to the momentum thing. I mean they don't have any. They haven't been able to put anything together two weeks in a row. They haven't been able to really sustain anything during a game. I just think it's a team that just is reaching for answers and just doesn't have, isn't playing like confident athletes. I I wouldn't fault their effort. It's just, it's not going well. I mean, we kind of, you can see that. It is, it is, I know what you're saying. It's something you can feel, but I don't think it's as, as simple as, well, you know, they don't have a bowl game or a national championship to play for.
0: I do think this game probably means a little more to Syracuse at this point than it does to Florida State. Yeah, sure.
1: I mean, Florida State still has that logo, right? I mean, they still still got, they still got the, uh, the brand. Syracuse in, in football does not. And so they're trying to they're trying to establish their own. I think they're a hungrier program right now, or at least this year for sure.
0: Any lingering uh, after effects from USF's loss? They play UConn. UConn's lousy, but I, and I don't see them USF stumbling here. But any leftover, any hangover from?
1: No, I think it'll be the opposite effect. I think they'll want to crush somebody. Uh, I think yeah. they'll they'll feel like you know we let one get away, and we need to reestablish who we are. And it is one game. And what better than to go out there and just bury a team that you know you're better than? You know? If anything, they'll be too anxious to play. I mean I, I you know, when you when you haven't lost in as many weeks as they have, and then you do lose, you you can't wait to get back at it. And I, I would expect Charlie Strong's team to be very good this week.
0: I think so too. I think USF blows out UConn, partly be, for what you said, also, partly because UConn's just not very good. And I'm picking the upset, uh, Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech upsets Miami. I, I wow. like Miami. I think my, Mark Ricks definitely got that program heading in the right direction. But I'm not crazy about the way Miami has won Summoner games. They've won them all. I'm glad that's all that matters. But I think that Virginia game? Tech, uh, it's in Miami.
1: Mm-hmm. If it was so, in Blacksburg, I would have picked I would pick Virginia Tech. I think Miami finds a way to get it done at home. And, and I know what you're saying. They're a lot like USF in the sense that they seem like they could lose every single game and somehow they've won them all. Um, but, um, you know, they're back back in the national conversation. They, they are a team that's just the opposite of Florida State it has everything to play for. And uh, I think they find a way to get it done in Miami. Uh, an abbreviated football Friday, is, uh, boy, there's not just uh, there's not a ton right now going on
0: with these teams. The Bucks game to me, Rick, is the most interesting game of all the games that we just talked about this weekend. They yeah. win this, they win on Sunday, Rick. They're back in this thing at three and five. They're, yeah, there's still hope. There's still a chance. And and you hey, you go five and three in the second half. That's not going to be good enough. That's an eight and eight season. But it, you know, it starts with a one win. And
1: if you well, get one win the- on
0: Sunday, there you go.
1: That's the key, and, and then you know you're in you're into the thick of now uh, the NFC South uh, teams. I mean, Carolina plays Atlanta. Okay, so if Atlanta knocks off Carolina, then they're both you know right there all bunched together again. Um, uh, none, no one's really separated quite yet. Um, although that could happen this week. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly the Saints are rolling. But if you if 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 assuming what you're saying is true, and they somehow find a way to win this game, now the Saints have what three losses? They'll be five yeah. and three. Um, everybody else will be, you know, around there, um, four and four. You know, in the case of the Bucks, three and five. So there's there's not a huge separation with with uh, almost a full two months to play. And they've been three and five before. And I mentioned the schedule. You know how this league is, Tom. When when you lose, I'm telling you, it feels like uh, as a team or a franchise th- that that you may never win another game. And That's when you right. win a game, just one win uh feels like okay they're back uh you know we can we what team can't we beat we just beat the the team that with the best record in the nfc south on yeah. the road right. you know and then we got them at our place next time i mean this is the mentality uh and the momentum i i'm talking about so i i'll say this You'll see their best effort. Whether they win or not, I can't predict. But I, I really think that that the uh, where they're at has their attention. Let's put it that way.
0: This reminds me of that year. I think it was Lovey's last year when they they kept losing games, or, or maybe it was the year before. <laughs> no, they kept losing games, and every time sure. you looked up, you're like, "We're we're still only a game behind." That's right. We still got everything in front of us.
1: Yeah, two and whatever was all right there <laughs> up until. Yeah. Well,
0: thanks, thanks everyone, for listening. You can find us on Twitter at RickTomPodcast, at NFLStraught, at TomWJones. Thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. Take care. Next time we'll talk to you we will be from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, as we'll give you what happened with the uh, game on Sunday between the Bucks and the Saints. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your football, and we'll talk to you next time.